Wall Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down now, how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. Blue, black, Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. We all just come together, there's no limit for us. <laughs> It comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, good, good day, good day, good day, billionaires. Thanks so much for joining us here today on New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Reading Rainbow 2.0. And I'm your host, ERGJ, certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, international best selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. But not only is it a book, guys, it's also a club that you can choose to join. You can choose to decide to walk away from the crowd of broke, the crowd of complaint, the crowd of criticism, the crowd of all that stuff. And you can get with a group of people, a group of brothers and sisters who are serious about success and serious about winning with money. What do we do there, guys? Well, we provide financial literacy classes, personal development to help you become a better version of you, and also business development to help you start your business or scale your business, along with the new Black Wall Street Book Club, which we're doing today. We just added some new features as well. We're going to give you an opportunity to make some money with us. That's right. Put the, give you some help, help you to get extra income, multiple streams of income, right? And then last but not least, also the investment club. We'll then take that money that you make, and we teach you how to make it work for you instead of you working for the money. Well, today, guys, we're continuing along in our journey and think and grow rich, a black choice. A black choice. Everybody put in the comments, so it's a choice, right? It's a choice. And before I go there, guys, did you hear in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the intro, if we all come together, there's no limit for us. I want you to think about this right now. Maybe you've been trying for too long trying to do it all by yourself, and you realize if, if I keep doing this, it might never get done. Because if you could do it, it would already be done. Maybe it's time for you to find a new group. I learned, uh, I learned early on, uh, the statement said, if I'm the smartest person in the room, it's time to find a new room. My, it's time to find a new room. My question to you is, is it time for you to find a new room? Is it time for you to find a new room? And as I look across this landscape of what we call society, when I look for rooms of black people who are serious about winning with money, I can't find many. How about you? Maybe there's a reason why we got $1.1 trillion of spending power instead of $1.1 trillion of investing power. Today we're going to be going through Think You Grow Rich, A Black Choice, right? written by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. This book here is a $7.99 book that has changed my life. It's been one of the greatest investments I ever made was actually investing in books, reading them, and then applying them to my life. $8. Who knew that $8 could change my life? How about you? Eight dollars could change my life. How about you? Here's an interesting thing. We can recommend people go get this book, but you know what? 95% of people won't go do it. Why not? We don't know. But the 5% who do? Out of those 5%, probably 4% of them won't read it. That leaves us with the what? The 1%. And guess what the 1% got? The 1% own and control more than 50% of the wealth in this country. I wonder why. Simply because the 1% are willing to do what the 99% are not willing to do. Read and apply. Read and apply. Hit the like button, the share button, the watch party button. Let people know that we're here. This is New Black Wall Street Book Club. Think or Rich, Black Choice by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. It says it's a guide to success for black Americans. This is a guide. This is a book that's recommended by Black Enterprise, by the way. It says this book should be required reading for all African Americans. Truly committed to the pursuit of happiness fulfillment. Essence Magazine says this. It's an inspiring and powerful success guide. Let's get this thing going, billionaires. Let's start with our Millionaire Mindset Makeover. It says, okay, guess what? Today's title, it's a choice. It's a choice. These here are flashcards, 21-day flashcards. You can order this simply by inbox unless I got two packs left. says this. My money has no conscience. It depends on me to direct it either to increase it or decrease it. But the choice is mine. Let me read this again. Money has no conscience. 
it depends on me to direct it, to either increase it or decrease it. But guess what, guys? The choice is ours. Here's my question, black folk. What have you been choosing to do with the money that comes into your hand? Have you been choosing to increase it or choosing to decrease it? $1.1 trillion of spending power said that we've been choosing to decrease it. Well, guess what? He sent a man. You know what I was thinking about? I love Saturdays, by the way, because we can actually have some fun. I don't have to be rushing to get out. I was thinking about this. There was a man named Jesus that walked this earth, I guess, at some point in time, who changed the world. There was a man named Martin Luther King who walked this earth at some point in time, who changed the world. A man named Mark Malcolm X who changed the world. A, a, a brother named Marcus Garvey who changed the world. And I, you know what I was thinking? It only takes one to get it started. Everybody put God's on, it only takes one. It only takes one to get it started. It might, takes more than one to finish it, but it only takes one to get it started. And I want to ask you this morning, what is it that God has called you to get started? Maybe you've been thinking, oh, man, I can't, I can't get started till this person come or this person come and all this stuff. You, th you be thinking wrong. And I said, man, it only took one to get it started. It only takes one. Now, I want you to think about your family for a second. I want you to think about the legacy. When I talk about legacy, I want you to think about the inheritance of your family. Was anything passed down to you? Did you have an inheritance that was passed down to you from your great-greats and your great-greats? If not, I want you to know that it only takes one, and that one can start with you. See, I made a, a, a decision that the buck was going to stop with me. How about you? If you realize that it only takes one, Jesus, one, Martin Luther King, one, Martin Malcolm X, one, Marcus Garvey, one, it only took one, Booker T. Washington, one, George Washington Carver, one, uh, Madam C.J. Walker, one, it only took one to get it started. And I'm challenging you today to start. I'm challenging you today to start. Mr. Taylor says, you really want to know. You really want to know what? My position is, Mr. Taylor, if you really want to, if you really want to know, you would have joined the Black Billionaires Club already if you really wanted to know. So I'm challenging on that. How much are you willing to invest? How much are you willing to sacrifice to learn what you want to know? This is very interesting. Think of a rich black choice today we're going to be talking about. A pleasing personality. We'll be finishing this chapter, chapter eight. And we're going to be talking about a, 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 a program for improvement through personality. And then we'll also be talking about the 20 traits to a pleasing personality. Let's read. Your personality is the medium by which you will negotiate your way through life. Your personality will demonstrate to a large extent your ability to associate and cooperate with others with a minimum of friction and opposition. Analyze your personality carefully and courageously. Take inventory and list all personal assets and liabilities. Philosophers teach men and women to know themselves. Everybody put down slow, know myself. You really want to know your purpose, Mr. Taylor? Oh, man. That's a tough one, brother. I would say, or not, it's really simple, but I would say what you, what, it takes discovery. It takes discovery. To find your purpose, it takes discovery. Matter of fact, Mr. Taylor, I would actually tell you that you already know your purpose. You've just been running from it. And because you've been running from it, now that's what you call, now what happens is you have this thing called confusion. And so the whole world, I want you to understand, I, I'm going to help you out today, brother. The whole world. Now, when I talk about world, I'm going to stop right here because I'm going to help a brother out. Am I my brother's keeper? Hell yeah. So Mr. Taylor said, I really want to know. I want to know what's my purpose, right? So I, wanted to, I, 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 I submit to you that you already know your purpose. <clears throat> but here's the issue. The world, and let's call the world society. And I'm going to connect the world versus the universe, okay? The world is society. The world wants you to be confused. 
Why? Because the world operates in, a, in an apparendi of order out of chaos. So they can operate, they can have order as long as you are in chaos or confusion, which means that you can always be um, controlled by the world or by society, by the elite, whatever you want to call it. So it's our order out of chaos. So as long as you're in chaos, as long as you're in confusion, as long as you don't know, right? As long as you think that you don't know, as long as you accept that you don't know, then you're in chaos or confusion, which means that you're not really moving towards your destiny or your fate kind of sort of, right? I'm trying to use these words, but that's not really, it's the best I can do, right? So while you're in the world, you're confused. But when you connect to the universe, your God, infinite intelligence, um, the God mind, all these words that are used, right? You begin, you get what we call clarity. Everybody put a guy's on clarity. So I, I ask you today, if you find yourself confused, why? There's something that's keeping you in the world when you really need, you really have to journey back to clarity with the universe. So, so I know this might be big talk for some people. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm just, I can't, I'm trying to explain it the best way I know how. Right. As long as you're lost in the sauce, you won't be the boss. Absolutely. But it's bigger than that, Mr. Taylor. It's bigger than that. As long as you're lost in the sauce, there are people connected to you who will be lost as well. Because everyone is a, is a follower of somebody. So right now, I want you to think about, all the people who could be following you now that you don't even know. All the, all the boys and girls who might see you and they're following you. You don't even know they're following you, but because you are confused, because you are blind, you're leading them to blindness as well. This is why everybody has to get to clarity at some point in their life. That's got to be the journey, the journey back. That's why the good book talks about being born again, right? We're born into this world, and then we go through this long process of being programmed, of being confused, of being led astray, and then we have to come back and be born again so our mind can be renewed by the transforming, uh, our mind can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Your mind just has to be renewed, and you'll get back in tune with the universe. Does anybody understand what I'm saying today? So again, Mr. Taylor, we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club because if you can get the clarity by yourself, if you can get out of confusion by yourself, it would already be done. But when you get around brothers and sisters who had these kind of conversations with you and really help you, your life takes off. Walk away from all that stuff that is keeping you confused. Walk away from all that stuff that's keeping you in the world. Walk away from all those people who are doing absolutely nothing. And get with brothers and sisters who are serious about helping you to discover your greatness. Hope that helped. Philosophers teach men and women to know themselves. Self-analysis begins with a positive mental attitude and strict discipline based on the sincerity to become a better you, based upon the sincerity to become a better you. Study the following stepping stones to success. Number one, this might help. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Don't criticize, don't condemn, don't complain. Any fool can criticize, condemn, or complain, and most fools do. We consider these to be the trolls. But it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. Instead of condemning others, try to understand them. Everybody put in council, understand. Figure out why they do what they do. That's more profitable and intriguing than criticism. It breeds sympathy, tolerance, and kindness. So as a certified financial educator, as a brother that studies money and studies people, and a brother who used to be broke, I understand why broke folk do what broke folk do. Right? I don't, I don't, condemn, I don't condemn them because I used to be just like them. But I understand why they do what they do. I understand why they spend, why they, how they spend. I understand how um, 
how society plucks on their emotions and gets them to do things they wouldn't normally do. Understand it. So understand why people do what they do. Now we could be naive and act like we don't act like we don't understand people. Like, dang, why you keep doing that? Well, we know why they keep doing it. <laughs> we know why. So let's not have that conversation. It's confusing. It's a little, you know, it's, it's vexing. It's sad, but it's true. Here's what I found, people: that although it may be weird, weird is now normal. It's normal, think about it, it's normal for people to spend more than they earn. That's normal. It's weird to me as someone who understands money, but it's actually normal in society now that people simply spend more than they earn. It's normal for people to be in debt. It's normal. Think about this. This is the type of world that we live in. It's called twisted, twisted reality, that now the things that are not good for us are actually normal. Think about it. There was a time, think about, go, go back in the time, right? When I was coming up, when I was a young buck, right? It was it was ludicrous to even hear about, hear people cussing. You would never hear cuss, cuss words on the radio. Now it's normal. You understand? It's now normal for people to, you know, say cuss words and bitch and whole all that stuff on the radio. When I was coming up, that would not fly on the radio. Now it's normal. And don't wonder why these words keep coming out of our youth's mouth, because that's what they listen to. We allow them to listen to all the time. Because now it's normal for them to hear vulgarity and see promiscuity. It's normal. It's weird that it's now normal, but it's normal and we can understand. Does that make sense? Don't criticize, condemn, or complain the things that we understand. Number two, show interest in others. Everybody put it out, so show interest. I want you to understand, you see, I just talked to Mr. Taylor, and I showed interest in him. He made a statement. I was willing to pause my whole program to help a brother out. Showing interest in others. I'm interested in Mr. Taylor finding his purpose, discovering it. I'm interested in that. That's more important to me than reading this book right now. Let me ask you this. Are you willing to interrupt your schedule to help your brother or your sister out? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes. Are you? This reminds me why I don't even want to go there. The individual who is not interested in experience has the greatest difficulties in life and provides the greatest injury to others. It is from this camp that all human failures spring. You can generate more sincere friendship by becoming interested in others than you can by trying to get other people interested in you. When dealing with others, look for common ground. Identify the subjects you are both interested in, not just those you like or are particularly knowledgeable about. Knowledgeable about conversations should be two-way. Listening is just as important. I would say it's more important than speaking. Number three, we're talking about, what are we talking about, by the way? We're talking about a program, following steps, stepping stones to success, self-analysis. Number three, integrity. Now, this is deep. I mean, that's not deep. This is, this is very important to me. I don't know about you. It's very important to me. Integrity develops a sound and dependable character. It also attracts others who believe in this trait. You want people to do what they say that they're going to do, you start doing what you say you're going to do. And I'm talking about it's the simple stuff that people look over and gloss over. They be like, oh, it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Every little thing turns into something big. If you simply can tell me you're going to call me back and you don't call me back, that shows me that when I really need you, you probably won't call me back. You think it's small. No, it's a, it's a character flaw in my eyes. You say you're going to do something, you don't do it. You say you're going to be somewhere at a certain time, you're not there. And you don't think that has something to do with your character? You think it's all good. It's, it, think about this for a second. We have allowed the black community, right? If we, if we, have literally, if we have literally set the tone for the black community to be okay with being late. We call it color people time. It's okay for me to stroll in. It's okay for the black community to come whenever they come. No matter what time we say we're going to start, we're going to just roll in there whenever we get there. 
This is a common trait in the black community. And I don't know, I, to me, that's a problem. Because what? It all adds up. So we can, we can take for granted time and, and schedules and on a minute level. Well, now, we who cares about coming to work late? I mean, I'll just come into work when I feel like it because I'm used to getting to places when I feel like it. Not when I'm scheduled. Not when it starts. Oh, somebody please debate me on this. Integrity. Practicing integrity provides you with a feeling of self-reliance and self-respect and gives a clear conscience. You know you were supposed to do it and you didn't do it. Now you feel guilty. You know you're supposed to be there and you didn't show up for your friend when you said you was going to be there. Now you feel guilty. You put your mouth on it, but you didn't, you didn't complete the task. You didn't honor your word. And now, we, now you don't think you, now, but if I call you a liar, that's a problem because I'm literally telling the truth. You lied about what you said you was going to do, but you, you, you minimize lying. You minimize it. That's not that big of a deal. No, it's a character flaw. You're not a person I want to be doing business with. You're not. A, you're not a person I can make. You're not a person I can build a, a build. You're not a person I could build an empire with. I can't count on you for the small stuff. You think I'm a count? Think I'm a count on you for the big stuff? Oh hell no. If I got a million dollar, billion dollar deal on the table. You think I'm calling you? Oh hell no. You're not in that camp because you take things, you minimize, you 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 don't sweat the small stuff. No, I, I sweat the small stuff because the small stuff turn into big stuff. Okay, let's keep going. I can stay on that a long time. <laughs> be flexible. Number four, be flexible. Flexibility is the art of being able to shift gears when necessary. In order to fit changing circumstances, flexibility of personality enables you to meet changing and difficult situations without losing self-control. Flexibility of mind enables you to understand and sympathize with another's point of view. Being flexible. Being flexible. Number five, tactfulness. You're tactful when you do and say the right thing at the right time. I got to work on this, by the way. <laughs> Tactfulness is a way of relating to others without being crude, embarrassing, or threatening to someone else's sensitivity. Be discreet about the subjects. Look at this. Be discreet about the subjects you choose to discuss. I had to learn this the hard way. There's certain subjects I simply will not entertain or discuss with certain people. There's certain subjects that are highly emotional in nature. Relationships. Not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. It, 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 those conversations absolutely lead to nowhere, in my opinion. Whole bunch of women empowerment, whole bunch of men empowerment, not, a, not enough us empowerment. Not going to talk about it. There's a lot of time when you can't talk about money. Highly emotional. Hard to have a discussion about money. Matter of fact, just yesterday or two days ago, I think I pissed somebody off. Because it's hard to talk about money. It's, it's, so much of our heart is attached to money. Politics. Right. In some areas, can't talk about politics. Religion. Oh, my goodness. You start to, religion, you start talking about sororities and fraternities. Oh, you know some things that are highly emotional in nature. Got to be discreet about the, the topics you choose to entertain and discuss. You're going to find yourself in, in what we consider idle chatter. And guess what the Bible says about idle chatter? Idle chatter leads only to poverty. In other words, talking about, talking about something that leads to nothing but a whole bunch of argument leads to poverty. Imagine this. Have you been spending too much time having conversations that lead to nothing? Race. You can't talk about, oh, Lord, talk, talk about race. Anybody else got something? You're just like, man, I, we can't, I, can't even talk, I can't even have this conversation. We can't even bring this up. Think about it. Be discreet about the subjects you choose. Now, this is what he said. You choose. He said it's a choice. You can choose to engage in these conversations that lead to nowhere, 
or you can choose not to. How many of you guys got caught up in the conversation? You was like, oh, I got to step away from this. This this done went way too far left. I just wanted to make one point, but I realized I, we can't go nowhere with this. You ever go to an organization or go to these meetings that people have, and you realize you sit back and look, you be like, they are talking about a whole bunch of nothing. And nothing's getting accomplished. They're just talking. They're just sharing. They're just venting and expressing how they feel. But nothing's getting done about it. You got to You have to make the choice whether you are going to engage or disengage. It's called the rules of engagement. And I'm telling you, I'm getting better at this. Oh no, you're not finna bring me into that. Nope, I got things to do. My time is money. I got to You know what I'm saying? My, I got so much. My not not time. My time is valuable. I'm not gonna waste or spend my time on something that won't be productive. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time and guess what time is all you got time is all you got how valuable is your time don't just don't discuss controversial topics such as religion politics or race at inappropriate times or places don't gossip or agree with someone who does always assume there are two sides to every story you're only hearing one of them don't boast about your own achievement deeds always speak louder than words tactfulness teaches the value of edification building up those around you and never minimizing the achievements of others number six appropriateness of attire how you dress can also have a significant impact on how others perceive you. The best dressed person usually is the one who, whose clothes are, and accessories are so well chosen and whose entire ensemble is so well harmonized that the individual does not attract undue attention. Uh-oh, undue attention. Now, if we start having a conversation about this, dress and attire, a lot of people are gonna get offended. But yet they'll also be offended if they are drawing to themselves undue attention. So in other words, they're always walking around in a perpetual state of offense or defense. Think about that. You get offended if someone talks about what you're wearing. You get offended if you get undue attention because of what you're wearing. So that means you're always walking around in a state of offense. Now, how miserable is that? Now, I'm from the hood. We call it ratchet. I don't know what you might call it. That goes for men and women. Isn't that interesting? The award-winning fashion designer Willie Smith once more, one of the peculiarities of people's attitudes towards clothing is that they won't dress for success until... They have arrived. This is a mistake. People should start dressing for success before they're successful, not after. If your resources are minimal, neatness will provide adequate substitution. Notice the cut of your clothes, the style of your hair, the condition of your shoes and nails. Always give yourself the once over. Why? Because looking your best is one of the secrets of being the best. Looking your best is one of the secrets of being the best. Number seven, a keen sense of humor. The push for a higher goal or a change of position takes extra effort and energy. You must work harder and longer, take more risk and adjust to change. The same traits can make you an achiever also the most stressful. Humor helps diffuse the pressure and restore equilibrium. This is why I think it's so important for you to love what you do. I'd I be having fun working hard. How many people can say that? I have fun working hard. I have fun meeting new people. I have fun traveling all across the city day in and day out, connecting, building, growing, developing. I have fun doing what I'm doing now. This is fun to me. Now, it may not be fun to somebody else. That, that, I'm okay with that. It's fun to me. I have fun doing what I do. How about you? See, when I stopped concerning myself with what other people thought, like their, 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 their idea of fun, getting drunk, laying, hanging out all night, that's their idea of fun. I'm okay with that. That's not my idea of fun. 
So maybe we're not gonna have fun together because I gotta I I I have fun reading. You may not. That's okay. <laughs> That's fun to me. We, we're not the same. I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be like everybody else and think that what they do is fun and what I do is not fun. See, once I got over that, I said, no, I have fun. I have a I go on an adventure when I go into books. I go on an adventure in my mind and I, it starts to expand and I can see myself doing things that I never thought I could do in my life. I have fun going on an adventure. A mental exploration, a treasure hunt every day. You got you have fun getting drunk. Hmm. Okay. Let's see how that work out for you. You have fun smoking weed. No wrong with that. You gotta take your minds away, I guess. Let's see how that work out for you. Humor also improves the quality of your life and makes the climb to success much more enjoyable. A keen sense of humor sends a good sends a good person sends a good personality a longer distance than it could have traveled with a sorrowful face. Laugh, and the world laughs with you. Weep, and you weep alone. A keen sense of humor will keep you from taking yourself too seriously. A tendency toward which too many of us are inclined. Number eight, punctuality. We just talked about this with integrity. Time is your most precious tool. John H. Johnson, the Johnson Publishing Empire, once told a friend that he regarded every hour of his time to be worth $1,000. How much is your time worth? That's why I don't waste mine. Time is worth everything to you and even more to your associates. The common carelessness and indifferences to the value of time is a real life tragedy. It was anonymously written that promptness is a contagious inspiration. Whether it has been an inspiration or, or a quiet trait, it is one of the most practical virtues of an attractive personality. Many a wasted life dates is ruined from lost five minutes. Too late can be read between the lines of the tombstone of many a man who has failed. And it is a fact. A man who keeps his time as a rule will keep his word. A man who keeps his time as a rule will keep his word. This is a great thing about fathers and daughters. See, fathers, good fathers teach their daughters that a man who keeps his time also keeps his word. Let me say that again. A man who keeps his time is also a man who typically keeps his word. Are we teaching our daughters to pay attention to the men who keep their time? Just a thought. Better late than never is not half as good as a maxim better never late. Everybody put it down so better never late. What would it be like to be the person who is never late? I'm always here. I always show up when I say I'm going to show up. I'm always here. I make the necessary adjustments in my schedule to leave early enough to get here on time. I ne I'm never late. You know, that's the type of person that gets that gets promotions. That's the person that climbs up the, the, the ladder of success. That's the person that people say, okay, I can depend on this person. They're reliable. They may not know everything. They may not be the smartest or, or the cutest or whatever, but they are always here and always here on time. I'm going to roll with this person. Better never late. Nine, effective speech. Uh-oh, vocabulary. Everybody put on vocabulary. Now, this is big for me because it's been I've been doing this a long time. Some of you guys, I had some people that have been following for a long. They said, man, I looked at your early videos when you first started, right? But I guess what? I started. When you first started, man, what a difference the years make. I said, yeah, I've been doing it for a while. But when I first started, <laughs> But that's what's so good about me. I can go back and see my progress. The key, oh, the key though, is that what? I got started. I didn't care. I'm just going to start. Start with my little phone, my little old phone. Hey, what up? Just talking. Is it? Oh, I had something to share with the world. I had something to share with the world. I had something to share with the world. So guess what I did? I started sharing. And guess what I'm still doing? I'm still sharing with the world.
The area in which a neglected education first appears is in self-expression, oral or written. It makes little difference how many diplomas or college degrees you may own. If you cannot use words to move an idea from one point to another, your education is incomplete. Not everyone may be, have the benefit of inherited wealth, but no one need be impoverished in language, nor need anyone be deprived of the distinction that comes with using words with strength and grace. Effective speaking is a matter of desire, plus reading and study. Whether we care to admit it or not, when a person opens his mouth and talks, he announces to all within listening distance his level of thought. Every word we speak gives someone a chance to find out how much or how little we know. When we dress appropriately, arrive on time for an important meeting, and then ask, where is he at? We have, with that simple, innocuous preposition, stripped ourselves to our underwear for all to see. There is a correct speech and incorrect speech. Neither can be hidden. 30 to 60 minutes a day, seriously reading and study will offset the poorest education. 30 minutes a day to keep broke away. 30 minutes a day to build your vocabulary, to start talking like a billionaire as you become a billionaire. 30 minutes a day. Most people won't do that, though, to offset the poorest education. Now, think about this. What did they do back in the day? They taught themselves how to read. How difficult is that? We got people that'll teach us, but they back in the day had to teach themselves, and then they had to teach others. Then they had to keep on reading so they can increase their vocabulary to offset the poorest education. This is why we continue to learn this simple philosophy from my mentor simply says this, that formal education will make you a living. And that's great. But self-education will make you a fortune. I'm a college dropout because I realized they weren't teaching me the stuff that I needed to learn for me to build a fortune. I was, I, was, I was a fortune builder back when I was 20. I said, something ain't right here. And ever since then, I've been on a journey for self-education, learning what I want to learn, when I want to learn it, how I want to learn it. For a fraction of the cost. Why in the world would I pay $20,000 to go to some class or some course when I can spend $20 and get it all in one book. That doesn't make any much sense, does it? I literally can learn whatever I want to learn because everything that we want to learn is in books. I just simply go to the library, pick it up, read through the whole section. When I want to learn about stock investing, guess what I did? I went and got a book after book after book after book, uh, audio after audio after audio after audio. I taught myself for free. Only thing it cost me was time. The time to go through all of that material. The time to practice, actually apply the, from the material that I learned. Why would I pay all of that money when all I got to do is pay my time in the library? There is no shortcut to success. I'll repeat that again for the people in the back. There's no shortcut to success. To have surgery is a shortcut. You want to lose weight? Lose weight. Put in the time, put in the effort so you build up the habits of being a healthy weight loss person. You get surgery, great. Now you're slimmed down, but guess what? You didn't fix your habits. Didn't fix your eating habits. Didn't fix your ex exercise habits. You didn't fix your habits, so guess what's going to happen? You're going to get right back big again. You want to get out of debt? Get out of debt. Put in, the put in the time, put in the effort, fix your habits. Get out of debt. You go the other route. You want to shortcut your way to having better credit? Guess what? You're going to have bad credit again. Why? Because you didn't fix your habits. You fix the you fix the the branch. You fix um, you fix everything but the root of the problem. What's the root of the problem? You won't walk. Won't take a walk. A thirty minute walk a day. Won't read thirty minutes a day. 
won't study 30 minutes a day. That's an hour and a half. But you got an hour and a half to be on. You got an hour and a half to scroll through Facebook all day. You got an hour and a half to play your favorite game. You got an hour and a half to watch TV. But you don't have an hour and a half to take care of your health and your wealth. Hmm. It all starts with this wonderful thing called desire. Your personality is your greatest asset or your greatest liability. It embraces everything that you control. Your mind, your body, and your soul. Your personality is you. It shapes the nature of your thoughts, deeds, and relationships with others. Visualize yourself as a loving friend to everyone, radiating sincere warmth, interest, and affection. This is the path toward achieving a, person, a pleasing personality. For those who are sincerely interested, sincerely interested in self-improvement, a list of the 20 traits of a pleasing personality is included. Study them for the next 30 days and make a more comprehensive list of those qualities that you already possess. After you have evaluated your finer points, make an additional list of the traits you wish to improve. Now you know we're going to do this in the Black Billionaires Club. Take careful notes and reflect upon them as, as often as possible. You will discover, everybody putting the console discover, you will discover at the end of this 30-day period that you too can be a lamp lighter, lighting the lamps of all those whom your personality touches. Let's go through these 20 traits of a pleasing personality. Now, of course, at the Black Billionaires Club, we meet on Tuesday nights for personal improvement. We're going to get to this. We're actually going to do this for 30 days. That's what we're going to do because we're not here just to read and know we are here to read, to learn, and then apply. But of course, some of you simply haven't decided to join the Black Billionaires Club yet. And that's okay. That's your choice. This is what we're going to do. We invite you to do it with us. Or you keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully, you get the results that you want in life. Okay? 20 traits to a pleasing personality. Number one, a positive mental attitude. A positive mental attitude number two visible interest in others visible notice it said visible not just you have an interest in others but you show people you have an interest in them visible interest in others number three integrity you do what you say you're gonna do four flexibility five, five tactfulness six proper attire seven a sense of humor Eight, punctuality, better, never, late. Number nine, effective speech. You are increasing your vocabulary every day, able to express your ideas so others can understand them. You know how I get people to buy into me? You know how I get people to, 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 to sign a contract? You know how I get clients to sign on the dotted line? I'm able to express my ideas so that they, they can understand them. You know why I'm a good educator? Because I can teach on a fifth grade level because I can express complex things in a simple manner that anybody can understand. Vocabulary. A friendly smile, number 10. Number 11, control of your emotions. Uh-oh. Control of your emotions. This is a big one. Don't you know that emotions make excellent slaves? They're terrible masters. And some of us are simply out of control when it comes to our emotions, especially when we get angry, upset, disappointed. We get out of control. My question to you is, do you control your emotions or do your emotions control you? If it's the latter, why? Why do you allow your emotions to control you? And you might say, oh, I can't help it. Oh, you sure? You can't? You, 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 you're that out of control that you can't help? It, yikes, tells me I need to, I need to stay, I need to keep a distance. I might, we might not need to talk, I might need to text. Cause I don't know what might set you off. Oh, we might not need to text no more cause oh, you still got upset about that. The text, okay, now we need to email. I need to start to, I need to start to separate myself from the people who are out of control until you get control. Notice he said that this is a trait to a pleasing personality. Who wants to be around someone who is always out of control? One thing can set them off. And it could be the slightest misunderstanding. 
It could be the slightest misuse of words. It could be the slightest, it could just be the slightest thing, and now they're going off. You're like, what the? Nah, baby, I, uh-uh. Here's what I also found. That those who, are, who, who, who let emotions control them, they typically are the ones who always have drama in their life. Did he just say that? Yes. The here's what I found. The here's what I found. My little my little forty years of living on this earth. The people who are out of control, who let their emotions control them, they're typically the ones who always have drama, some type of drama in their life, and they think that the drama is coming from somebody else. Oh, it's them. They never say, "Oh, wait a second, it's actually me." They never say, "I need to change. I need to." get under control. I need to fix this. Why does this bother me the way that it does? Something ain't right. Number 12, a sense of a sense a sincerity of purpose. You know where you're going and you know why you want to get there. Sincerity of purpose. Number 13, patience. Pleasing personality is someone who's patient. Things ain't gonna always go your way. Gotta be patient with the process. Number 14, big one, the ability to listen. You know why people call me all the time? Why my inbox be blowing up? They realize I'm a man who will listen. Number 15, respect other opinions of others. I need to work on that. <laughs> I need to work on this one. Respect the opinions of others. Number 16, humility. What's the opposite of humility? Pride. Pride comes before the fall, but to be humble. Number 17, courtesy. I said the other, I said, I said to myself the other day, it's really refreshing to. Um, to meet women who will actually say thank you when you hold the door for them. Think about that. Courtesy. We want others to be courteous to us, but we'll be, will we be courteous in response or courteous to others? Number 18, poise. You can keep your ish together. Now, obviously, poise and control of your emotions go hand in hand, don't they? Number 19, hope and ambition for success. Hope and ambition for success. Not only do you want it, but you actually go after it. Hope is the warning. Ambition is going after it. You dream it and you do it. Everybody put in the comments, oh, dream and do. You dream it and you do it. Number 20, enthusiasm. These are the 20 traits of a pleasing personality. These are the 20 traits of a pleasing personality. Practically all success in life hinges on a pleasing personality. Analyze yourself against these 20 traits. Analyze yourself. Everybody can also analyze myself. Analyze yourself on these 20 traits. Be open and honest. One of the most difficult things you will ever do in life is to be honest with yourself. One of the most difficult things you will ever do in life is be honest with yourself. An accurate assessment might shorten your path to riches. An honest assessment might shorten your path to riches. This is the new Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. In the comments below, I'd like for you to share with us something that you took away from today. What did you learn? What's your takeaway? What's the big thing that stuck with you, that seed that's gonna be, uh, that's gonna, you're gonna sow, it's gonna take root in your heart. And then you'll cultivate that seed and you will reap a harvest from what you have done for yourself as far as personal development, self-improvement is concerned. Basically, I'm asking you, was this worth your time and why? You could have been doing anything for this past hour. You could have played the game. You could have scrolled up Facebook. You could have found a whole bunch of mess, but you decided to tune in today. 
the New Black Wall Street Book Club. And I pray and hope that you got something out of it and you will do something with it. Again, guys, we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club today. On Tuesdays, we will go deeper into what we've discussed today. Not only for us to just know it, we know it now, but now we get back together as it's settled for a little bit, and we can start digging into how to apply so we can get maximum benefit out of this $8 book. Change the way that we think. Change our life. And this $8 book turns to 800000 This $8 book turns into $8 million. This $8 book turns into $8 billion. What's that investment worth to you? A lot of us, we always we think about the cost of something. I'm telling you, once you switch, you start thinking about the return that you can get, you'll make wiser decisions with your money. Well, guys, I'm ERGJ, your certified financial educator. Mr. Aaron said, learn that I have some good traits and also have some traits that I have to work on to be where I want to be, right? Of course, we're going to dive into this, Mr. Aaron, the BBC. Make sure that we uh, identify these traits that we can work on to improve so we can be a best version of ourselves. I want you to remember this, that it takes a village, but it starts with us. It starts with you and I looking in the mirror and being honest with ourselves. Let's build, people. Let's build these bank accounts. Let's build wealth. Let's build our community. But most importantly, let's build each other. Let's do it together. We all we got. But guess what? That's enough. And I pray to God reserve each and every one of you that you'll go out today on this super Saturday that you set some goals for yourself and you'll crush those goals. When you go to bed at night, you'll go to bed because you are exhausted. In other words, you've used your day to the fullest and now it feels good to get some rest. You guys have a wonderful day. Until next time, Mr. DJ, hit. The music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street Book Club. Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got to leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah. <laughs>